Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get liver help. So G-E-T-L-I-V-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited, so go head over to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call 800-282-1757. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am interviewing my good friend, Dr. Elena Villanueva, and we are talking about how to identify, understand, and address the root causes of brain disorders using a data-driven approach so we're going to talk about depression, anxiety, different mental health disorders. We're going to talk about brain degeneration. And we're going to talk about really the root cause factors associated with these. And so a little bit about Dr. Elena. She is the producer and co-host of the five-part series, Mental Health Masterclass, the Leaky Brain Summit, 
and the Inflammation Masterclass as well. She is an expert when it comes to brain disorders, chronic illness, uh, brain-related diseases, and she uses a holistic approach uh, with things like genetic-based nutritional and amino acid therapy, botanicals, mind-body-spirit integration, and other options to restore brain-related disorders and other chronic diseases. So you guys are in for a treat here. This is a fantastic interview. You guys are going to love it. If you know anybody that's struggling with any sort of mental health disorder, please share this podcast with them. I mean, this information can literally change and save their life. And if you have not left us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. Just go scroll to the bottom of Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. Dr. Elena, welcome back. Always great to connect with you. It's so good to connect with you too. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Absolutely. Well, let's start with brain chemistry imbalances. I know this is something that you look at um, and you have a wide range of different ways of, of really testing and understanding this. So how does somebody know, like what are some of the key symptoms and signs that somebody may have an imbalance when it comes to their brain chemistry or some sort of brain disorder? There, that's a really great question to start with. You know, there are a lot of different symptoms that uh, people can notice um, that can be indicative of some sort of a brain chemistry imbalance. You know, anything from any type of uh, sleep issues um, to mood changes, um, brain fog, memory loss. And it doesn't have to be memory loss like you're all the way into full-blown dementia. Mm -hmm. It's like memory loss, like, man, I seem to be forgetting my keys all the time now, or, you know, like, I'm just, you know, like that kind of stuff. We want to pay attention to these things at the beginning because, you know, being told that it's a part of aging is a lie. You and I know this. And so, you know, if we're noticing it, um, let's not, you know, dismiss it as an age thing. Like let's pay attention. So like these small, like lapses in memory, right. Um, if you're having anxiety, if you're having depression, um, if you're noticing any type of tremor, even at the very beginning stages of it, maybe you just notice it every now and then. It only happens a couple times a month, but you'll go to pick up your coffee cup and you're maybe kind of doing a little bit of this. And then you're like, wow, what's that? And then the next day it's gone, but then it's back three weeks later, you know, things like that. Um, you know, those are some things that can be indicative of brain chemistry imbalances. Mm, yep. And, and of course, a lot of people, you know, they start to have symptoms, whether it's anxiety, depression, and they, they don't really know how to address it themselves. And so they go into their doctor's office and typically, you know, they, they fill out a questionnaire, or the doctor talks to them. They're not feeling good. If they're feeling like they've got anxiety, panic attacks, they're given anti-anxiety medications. If they're sad, if they're feeling depressed, they're given antidepressants and a percentage of people feel good, right? And they respond well to those. And then there's a pretty large percentage of people that just get no response or even actually feel worse taking these. And, and why do you think that is? Well, you know, it's not fixing the root cause of the problem. Mm. Um, you know, these can be great short term, you know, let's throw you a life raft so that you can feel better. You know, a lot of people don't go to the doctor 
when it first starts. They wait and they go to the doctor when they're in a reactive state, when, it, when it's getting out of control and it's affecting their daily mm-hmm. life, right? And so, you know, that's the first issue right there is that people wait too long before they start trying to figure it out. But, you know, these medications, while they can help some people, um, they there are, are a big segment of the population that they don't help. And that's why doctors typically, you'll see them rotating through different ones until they find one that that works. And so there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, it's a shotgun approach. So the doctors are not doing any deeper type of assessments or testing so that they can try to really dial in on, well, what neurotransmitter or what neurotransmitters are out of balance? And let's give you a drug it's going to, to specifically target that. So they just do the shotgun approach, like, you know, let's cover our eyes and let's see if we can hit that, you know, using the arrow, you know, you're using the dart, you know, hit it in the middle of the of the board. But, um, you know, usually when they prescribe, they are assuming that it's always a deficiency or a lack of serotonin. The majority of the time, that's the first approach that everybody takes. Well, people can have anxiety, they can have depression, they can have memory loss, brain fog, if they have dopamine issues. And it's not always a lack thereof. Sometimes it's too much of a neurotransmitter that can really cause a lot of the same type of symptoms. And so the shotgun approach is one reason why it doesn't work for people because they're giving the wrong drug that's addressing the wrong brain chemical. It's not addressing the the other ones that need help. Um, And then number two um, is that... um, is that these can cause a lot of side effects. Sometimes these drugs can actually cause um, uh, the the exact side effect of what the drug is being given for. Um, and so that can be a problem. Um, and and then other times, um, oh, what was I gonna say? Was like, oh, and then, and then the third issue is that these things can have really terrible rebound effects. And so sometimes somebody might get on an antidepressant, for example, because they're having depression, maybe some anxiety too, so the doctor gives them a pill. Well, maybe within a month, they're feeling pretty numbed out and they're not feeling anything, but um, they may start to gain a lot of weight and have a lot of bloating and start having all these other issues. Um, Sometimes they can get on these medications, they actually start feeling worse. And then what's even scarier is that it's that rebound effect. When they try to get off the medication, now they're feeling worse than they were before. And so those are like the, the three top things that we talk about whenever we're talking about, you know, what you want to look out for um, if you're going for the Western medicine approach to trying to treat um, any type of brain chemistry imbalance. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, what you had started with there, that it's never actually getting to the root cause. Because very rarely is it just that your body is not producing or your receptors are not, um, you know, built to receive that specific neurotransmitter. Usually that's a downstream effect, meaning that there's other things that are going on that are often related to your environment, your lifestyle that are actually creating this environment inside of your body, inside of your neurology to where perhaps there is, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, a lower production of a neurotransmitter or poor neurotransmitter sense receptor sensitivity, but that's not actually at the root. So what are some of the main root causes that you're seeing associated with these kind of mental health disorders? 
Oh, this is where I love getting into this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and I love gathering all the research on this so that people can really see it. And, you know, it's one thing for us to talk about it, but then showing all the research behind it in case studies gets so much fun. So the first thing that we teach about is that food, like food can do it. And it's really time that we really have much more respect for the food that we're putting into our body because it's life giving for us. Mm. And our food, it literally is our medicine. It is our best medicine or it's our slowest form of poison. In some instances, it can be a faster form of poison for people. And we show research and case studies where food can cause as severe of issues as even schizophrenia. And so, you know, it's really, really important for us to understand that, you know, while several years ago, we all wanted to dismiss it because nobody wants to, you know, everybody likes what they like. Everybody likes to eat whatever that they like. But when you really can dial in and see that the food could be causing your bipolar the food that, you know, the cereal that you've been eating every morning of your life, you know, with the toast for lunch, with the you know, sandwiches for lunch and all this stuff that they could be gluten. When you can, now we've got testing to dial in on that and we can show you this is causing a problem. So food is number one. And then number two would be environmental toxins. And there's a lot of different environmental toxins out there. We have chemicals. Uh, that are that we can test for and we can see it in people's body um, and, and these chemicals include everything from like a triclosan which is a an antimicrobial found in hand sanitizers that was supposed to have been outlawed but we're still finding it in soaps um, to different types of pesticides and organophosphates all the way to like the phthalates and the different plastic and petroleum based stuff and this stuff is known to cause massive dysregulation of our systemic engines in our body that all affect our nervous system or our brain. Um, and then we also have heavy metals that are included in environmental toxins, as well as mycotoxins or toxic mold. And then I teach a lot, I go into a lot of depth teaching how mold alters the brain chemistry. And I go into a lot of explanation. I keep it simple, but I go into to an explanation and I can tell you which brain chemical is actually affecting the most and what kind of issues that it can cause. Um, and then we have the medications, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we also like to talk about the gut. However, if we really look a little deeper, yes, the gut has massive impact on how our brain works or doesn't work for us, but what caused the gut to go into dysfunction. And it's all this other stuff that we're talking about, you know, the medications, the foods, the environmental toxins. And then the last thing um, that I've been doing more and more research on this, David, I'm so excited to get to share this with you over the last couple of years, is our unprocessed emotions, unresolved trauma, our thoughts, our beliefs, and the words that we use every day in our language. And, and there's a lot of science and evidence showing how this alters your brain chemistry and the rest of your systemic engines, all your biology and your body gets altered simply by something as powerful as our thoughts, our words, our beliefs, and these unprocessed emotions and traumas. And so those are you know, those are the main root causes of brain chemistry imbalances. And if we can uncover and, 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 and rule in or rule out which ones we have, because it's very rare, David, 
anybody who's struggling with these types of chronic issues, it's very rare that there's ever just one root cause. What our studies are showing, and we have clients in over 18 countries, what our, what our studies are showing and our research is showing us is that people have a minimum of three of these different root causes all going on at the same time. And we teach them that, you know, it's like your body it is designed to heal and it is designed to perform and it knows exactly what it needs to do. And if your body is not making enough of a brain chemical or it's making too much and not able to break it down, it's not because you're broken. It's because something is short circuiting the hard drive. The hard drive is getting short circuited. So what is the barrier or what are those barriers to healing? Let's identify those and then let's start to methodically and systematically remove each of those barriers. And when we do that, the body comes back online and it recalibrates itself. Yeah. And that's a really good, good summary. And you hit some big ones there. Food, chemicals or toxins in general. And then you also talked about trauma and stress. You know, one more that I would add in for sure is sleep, sleep disorders, uh, poor sleep quality, people getting, you know, blue light exposure late at night, basically, uh, you know, like a, a uh, malnutrition of light, right? Not getting the proper yes. lighting at the right time, not getting, uh, you know, exposure to red light and infrared in the morning, good quality UVB rays or UVA rays during the day to help set the circadian rhythm. And then- getting out of the blue light at night um, and optimizing sleep quality. So many people with sleep disorders and that, and you don't drain your brain. You have this glymphatic system that helps drain the brain, helps clean up all the damaged proteins and uh, waste products in the brain. And if you're not cleaning that up, that's going to be a big problem as well. And most people that I've seen that have mental health disorders have very erratic schedules, right? Yes. And sometimes the mental health disorders are feeding into that. Like they get anxiety late at night. Sometimes they're just, you know, it's just kind of how they, it's when they feel better, right? Sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, circadian be, rhythm dysregulation is, is a big factor there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and to, to your point, you know, it, it can, um, it can, it can feed each other so that you end up staying on a hamster wheel. It can be the brain chemistry imbalance causing the anxiety and the mind racing that then disrupts the sleep. Or it can be these environmental toxins, so I'll call mm -hmm. the blue light another environmental toxin, right? Yeah. It's an environmental influence that can then, you know, alter the brain chemistry, causing the sleep issues, which then precipitates more brain chemistry issues. Yeah, yeah. It's a really yeah. big factor here. And I know in your work, you, you really highlight leaky brain, leaky brain syndrome. So let's talk a little bit about that and what sort of impact that has on brain chemistry. So a lot of a lot of our listeners um, are probably familiar with leaky gut. So you know, with the leaky gut, well, everything needs to stay inside of its own system. Is what I like is is the best way to explain it. So like even the vascular system, the blood, our blood needs to stay inside its vascular system, inside the veins and the arteries, contained where it needs to con be contained. If you have a hemorrhage inside, if a, if an artery tears on the inside and blood starts leaking out into the rest of the body, it's like battery acid to the body. It's super toxic. Well, it's the same thing for our GI system. All the food and water that we drink needs to stay contained inside of the GI system. And if there is a breach in there, either a micro 
micro tears or like openings as in the leaky gut where these little doors, these tight junctions become open all the time, stuff can leak through. Or if you actually have an actual tear and anything gets out, it's very, very toxic to the body. And so, um, you know, when when we have leaky brain, it's kind of the same concept. There is a blood-brain barrier. There's a barrier around the brain that very selectively only allows things in and, and very selectively can, can target for things to be expelled out of that area. So it's got like doors in it, kind of like the gut system. It's got doors and this barrier can be disrupted and it can become compromised. Um, from various different things. Um, for many years, it was known that a blood that a breach or a, a, a disruption in the blood-brain barrier could happen from a from a physical trauma. So something like you know, if you get a concussion and you hit your head, that can actually cause a breach in the blood-brain barrier, um, allowing things to come in that should not come in, like toxins or different types of pathogens. Some people might know that more as infections like bugs or viruses that don't play well in our ecosystem. Now they you know they get a they get a free ticket inside the brain. Uh, the same thing with like mold toxins or whatever's floating in the bloodstream, right? That normally would not be allowed to pass through into the brain now can get through. And the other thing that we have more recently learned that can cause leaky brain is not just like a blunt force trauma to the head, um, but when we develop what's called leaky gut, which most of us have that because of all of the insult to environmental toxins, the stress that we allow ourselves to be put under, all of these things can cause that. When we have leaky gut, we almost always tend to end up with some degree of leaky brain. Mm, yep. Yeah. And when we have leaky brain, we're going to have higher levels of inflammation in the brain because inflammation is really like a survival pattern uh, that your body has to prevent against pathogens from, you know, destroying vital organs like the brain. And so when we have high toxic load, pathogen load, just higher levels of inflammation in general, um, you know, the brain is going to, for many people, it's going to suffer. And that's kind of at the root there. Absolutely. And so it's really important, you know, when we are when we're working with people who are chronically sick, whether it's just brain related or they've got chronic illness in their body, which almost everybody that has chronic illness in their body, they almost all, like 99% of them tend to have some sort of mental issue too, which mm -hmm. is understandable. If you've been sick for five years or longer, it's gonna make you feel depressed. You just wanna feel better again. And so when we're working with people, we really like to take this foundational approach of let's clean up the body. Let's pull out all of the toxins, whether it's mold, heavy metals, plastics, you know, chemicals, like, you know, infections, like whatever's going on in the body, let's clean it up and then let's seal the systems. Let's close the doors on all of these uh, systemic engines and then let's start to replenish and give the body back what it needs. And you know what, just by doing this foundational stuff, David, you know, we see like no joke, like over 90% of the cases that we, ha that we have, their bodies come back online, their body and their brain recalibrates and these people get better. It doesn't matter what they have going on. When you do this type of foundational work, the body gets better. And this is just a testament to what we talked about earlier, that the body knows what to do. It wants to heal itself. When it cannot, it's because there's something in the way that's preventing the healing. So if we identify what those barriers are, remove those barriers, then the body can get back online. 
Just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about Peak Tea. These are amazing teas that are specifically designed to enhance the benefits of fasting, helping you get deeper levels of autophagy and cellular healing, helping to shut down your appetite and support healthy weight management. They're delicious. They won't break your, your fast. They use the highest quality uh, cold brew crystallization that gently preserves active compounds at their maximum potential with no prep or brewing needed. They're 100% organic and triple toxin screen for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic mold, which is really common in tea. A lot of teas have heavy metals. They've got pesticides. They've got molds. Not with peak tea. It's the highest possible purity, and that's why I love it. This is why my family and I drink this regularly. We really love the bergamot fasting tea. We know that bergamot is loaded with theoflavins to nourish your gut bacteria, support digestion, and boost satiety. And great, it's really great for energy. And bergamot itself is great for, for your skin. It has a flavorful burst of citrus and its oils enhance digestion. They provide unique mood boosting properties. You're gonna love that. They also have the ginger green fasting tea. We know ginger is great for your digestion, great for keeping inflammation under control. We know the catechins in green tea are some of those powerful immune supportive compounds that you can put in your body. Also really great for stimulating autophagy, downregulating inflammation in the body. So really, really powerful stuff there. And then you've got cinnamon herbal fasting tea, which is amazing for supporting balanced blood sugar and helping manage cravings. I love the cinnamon herbal fasting tea, really great flavor to that. And guys, Peak is extending a limited time offer just for my audience. You can get 5% off plus a free pouch that comes with 20 premium samples. So you can try different flavors when you purchase the fasting bundle. Head over to peaklife.com forward slash drjockers and use the code drjockers or D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S for a special discount. Guys, Peak has over 15,000 15, five-star reviews. That's a lot of reviews. This has been well-tested. Try it for yourself risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee, and you'll either love it or you get your money back. So that's peaklife.com, spelled P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S and use the coupon code Dr. Jockers for a complimentary gift and 5% off. Yeah, and you're helping people with this with your brain body mastery program. And I know you incorporate some different testing and labs looking at brain chemistry, looking at toxins, things like that. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So this program, you know, it's really evolved over the years and um, it's a, it is a 12 month program. Um, the reason being is because our research and our studies over the years, David, have shown us that it takes an average of nine months to get mold and chemical toxins out of the body. Some metals we can get out sooner, but as you know, some heavy metals, they do take longer. But, you know, even if a person has a heavy metal like mercury that can take a couple of years to fully extract it out of the body, if they get all the other toxins out, these people are noticing massive improvements in how they feel. A lot of their symptoms and conditions are going away, again, which is a testament to how resilient the body is. But, um, but so we take people through 12 months of work, starting with the first couple of months, 
we're really dialing in on their foods um, and some uh, mindset shifts because it's hard to just, you can't just give someone a handout and go, well, you can give them a handout and say, start taking these foods and stay away from these. Because, you know, I guarantee you they're going to come back the next month and they're just not really going to have been able to implement. They're going to feel depressed and more anxiety because of changing all the foods. So we spend the first couple of months really diving into into getting their mind and their hearts to really resonate with all the changes that they're making. Once we get them into all of the food and dietary changes and some of these um, mindset shifts, that's where we start going deep into detoxifying them. And we do that for several months, tracking them every few months with labs and uh, advanced assessment forms. In fact, we have our own clients now, David. They are putting together their own case studies. We're teaching them how to track their own progress, what to expect mm. on their follow-up labs, and how to modify their protocols if necessary. Um, once their toxins are gone, once all these barriers to healing, once all the toxins and stuff is gone out of their body, that's when we go in and we do a really deep gut repair. And then now their body can really replenish all the nutrients that it needs. Um, and that's where you know usually usually it's between month six and nine where people where the cases that we have who are having a lot of brain chemistry um challenges that's where they usually start to notice a lot of changes that's not to say that some of them don't notice it within the first 30 to 60 days just from making food changes because we see that too um but we you know we see a lot of people have those really big transformations between month six and nine and then usually um, usually people that are on any type of psychotropic medications, you know, for anxiety, depression, bipolar, like whatever it is, usually in the first four months of their second year, they're able to wean off of all of their medications. If they weren't able to do it in the first year, they're able to do it in their second year. Why? Because now all their systemic engines are back up and running. They're online now. They're working. So now for the first time ever, they can start to wean off and they don't start to have these terrible mm -hmm. effects again because now their their body's working now they can get off of their medication with their doctor's help of course and 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 now they can finally get to experience for the first time how their body's working and they don't need those medications anymore yeah that's fantastic basically you've brought down inflammation you've helped restore more integrity to that blood brain barrier you've reduced the toxic load supporting the gut Right. And so, you know, that's really the foundation. And you talked about some some nutrition changes, food changes. What are some of the big changes that you're having people make? So food, that's such a great question. Food is so bio-individual. Um, and we've, you know, we've had so many people ask us over the years, well, Dr. B, what do you believe in? Do you believe that everybody needs to be on like the carnivore diet or the vegan diet or the vegetarian or the paleo? Like how do you know, fruitarian? I've had people ask me that too. And, um, you know, what, what I say is that, look, you know, when we start you in a program, we're going to try to cover all bases. We can do genetic testing, food sensitivity testing, and micronutrient testing to see what you're deficient in and what your body's responding to. And that can get very expensive for some people. Not everybody can afford to do that. So how can we take a more broad approach that's going to work for most people if they can't afford to do all of those labs? We put them on an anti-inflammatory diet, David. And so, you know, what we encourage for them to do is for 30 days, 
not for long sustained, right? But for 30 days, for most people, this doesn't include everyone, we have them stop animal protein just for 30 days. Because if, if your gut is a mess, you're probably not digesting that animal protein anyway. It's sitting in your gut and it's not getting digested and it's not getting absorbed. And so we, and, and, and if it's not getting digested, you get a buildup of ammonia, which causes an inflammatory response. So just for a very short time, we'll pull them off of animal protein and we substitute with plant-based proteins in powder form to make sure they're getting all of their amino acids, you know, enough protein every day because we have to have protein. We have to. It's a building block mm. of everything yeah. in our body. And so, and then we'll put them on uh, vegetables and fruits and non-glutinous grains like quinoa. Um, so we're taking out the inf anything that's inflammatory to the body. We're pulling that out. Some vegetables can tend to be inflammatory like tomatoes and eggplants. So we'll like pull out the nightshades. We pull out certain things and we keep them very, very simple diet for about 30 days. Do you know that we have seen people drop almost um, almost, uh, almost 120 points in cholesterol in 30 days? We've seen their C-reactive protein levels drop as much as seven to eight points in 30 days, not mm -hmm. doing anything else other than changing the diet. And so that's what we do when we start. After the 30 days, then we're like, okay, let's go ahead and let's add some animal proteins back in, staying grass-fed, organic, wild-caught, stay away from pork and you know and 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 let's add that back into your regiment um, but let's stay on anti-inflammatory so no sugars no gluten no soy no corn like there's just some basic things that that mm -hmm. we do with people to keep it as simple as possible for them yeah for sure now are you seeing like a percentage of your demographic responding better on like a low fodmap diet because i know we've seen that where certain percentage uh that come in it's like we take them off what's what are healthy foods even broccoli you know cauliflower a lot of cruciferous vegetables even avocados and they seem to feel better right in fact you'll have people that will say you know it seems like when i eat healthier i actually feel worse right and oftentimes it's a sign that you know their their gut is over fermenting a lot of these things so i was curious when you said that you're doing a lot of vegetables and fruits, if there's a percentage that you're seeing don't respond well to that and that you have to change things up and go low FODMAP. There absolutely is. Um, in fact, that's why we have all of our clients filling out some very, very detailed history and advanced assessment forms uh, because we will have a certain percentage of people that will come in. You know, for example, we had one this morning that we were going over, you know, together all of our coaching team and um, she came to us having SIBO so you know we're definitely gonna gonna change the way that we're doing the foods uh, so that we don't cause more bloating and more discomfort um, also like if we have a diabetic or somebody with an autoimmune issue then you know we might go you know what let's let's exchange this basic anti-inflammatory diet for a low FODMAP diet because this is going to work better for you so mm -hmm. absolutely we do. Yeah, so you're getting the bioindividuality there with that. Now, I know you also will look at genetic testing. How to what what sort of genetic polymorphisms uh, specifically are you looking at uh, in terms of brain chemistry imbalances? 
Well, so we used to do a lot more mm -hmm. uh, of the genetic testing. I've collected so much data over the years that uh, I don't do as much in the beginning. I do it more towards the end when their body has gotten back online and we want to start um, slowing the aging process down and really like optimizing their bodies. Um, but when we do look in the beginning at genetics, some of the things that we're looking for are things like um, an entire series of like 15 to 20 different methylation genes. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the MTHFR, mm -hmm. uh, 677T and 1298C, um, but there are really a lot more that we like to look at to, for us to really get a better picture. Why do we look at the methylation genes closely? We look at those, David, because your methylation genes are like a central hub that are driving a lot of your other genetic engines and your other organ systemic organ systems in your body so um, in fact your methylation genes drive over 250 different chemical reactions in your body including the production of serotonin including the production of dopamine and things like that and so we want to look at the methylation genes to see how that could not only be affecting directly the brain chemistry but how it could be indirectly affecting the brain chemistry because it may be affecting your thyroid systems or your endocrine systems or any of those and they all affect one another at some point um, some of the other genes that we like to look at um, are the um, MAO the MAOA MAOB those are responsible for the breakdown of serotonin not the production of it and sometimes when those genes are um, are are I like to call them maybe malexpressing if we're not giving the body what it needs and those genes kind of get switched on to do something different than what they would normally do it can start burning through the serotonin faster leaving a person depleted in their serotonin um, looking at the at the GAD genes the GAD those are responsible for producing GABA and if we have a lot of mutations in those genes sometimes that could lead us it's not just the gene itself so you can have the mutation yeah. in the gene and your genes could be working perfectly but if you're under a lot of stress if you've got unresolved trauma unprocessed emotions you've been sick for a long time chances are the gene isn't working like it could or like it should and so what we can do is we can give extra GABA to that person you know because they're showing signs of low GABA plus their genes are showing that they could potentially have low GABA plus they're really sick and they've got this unprocessed trauma so we're like yeah let's give you some GABA let's see how you feel oh you feel better there you go let's just mm. keep you on some GABA for a little while as a life vest not forever because honestly what we've been able to see is that once people get better in mind body and spirit the, those those GAD genes will start working again and they don't need to take GABA for the rest of their life you know um, you know and so and so like those are some of the ones that we uh, look at and there are a few others but you know over the years, like I said, we've done less and less of it um, because we find that we find that it's not necessary for us to get the outcomes that we're looking for. And if we hit a roadblock in the person's healing process, we may come in and go, you know what? We're four months in. We're not seeing what we were expected. Let's go ahead and let's run run this genetic test so that we can get some deeper info. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, and and yeah, for the genetics. They really are just giving a predisposition, showing you a predisposition. So kind of like a weak link. And um, you know, if you're stressed, if you're toxic, then you're going to express those weak links, or you're more likely to. Um, and so you're really trying to address 
obviously all the foundational lifestyle things. So that way somebody can express their genetic potential at their highest level. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. And, and you mentioned nutrient deficiencies. What are some of the big nutrient deficiencies that you're seeing associated with people that are dealing with mental health disorders, um, brain inflammation, issues like that? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So many, so many of us are having massive nutrient deficiencies, not just because we're not getting enough of it in our food, um, but also because of leaky gut, which makes it very difficult for the body to uptake and utilize those nutrients. Um, and we're also seeing it because of the way that we're, we're, we're like running the car till the wheels fall off. Mm. We're using way more than we're putting in. Um, and then finally, a lot of these chemicals and these toxins, they block yeah. the cellular receptor sites. So the, so when the B6, for example, is one of them, when the B6 comes knocking on the door saying, I'm here for a delivery, I'm going to come in so I can give you what you need. It gets blocked maybe by another, by a toxic chemical. So it can't even get in, but vitamin B6 is one of them is super, super necessary for proper brain chemistry uh, balance and proper brain chemistry function. B12 is another one, and, you know, and these are vitamins that when we run our bodies hard and we're under stress and we're sick, our body's using more than we're putting in. And so putting these in is really important. And we always tell people put in a methylated form of B12, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money on a genetic testing if you can't afford it to know if you need a methylated B12 versus regular B12. But just take the methylated form because this way you're just covering all the bases and your body's getting what it needs. Methylfolate uh, or folate is another one, right? And we always tell people just take a methylfolate. Um, uh, another one would be vitamin D. You know, so many people are deficient in vitamin D, even if they live in the southern latitude, sunny states. Why? Because our, the lifestyles have changed. People are in front of their computers all day. They're not going outside and playing like they used to. Um, and so, you know, uh, when you get low in vitamin D, that can make you that can give you depression. It can make you brain foggy. Um, iron is another one that, you know, if you get low on your iron, it's not only going to affect your thyroid, it's going to affect your energy levels and your brain function as well. Um, you have your fatty acids. Oh my gosh, mm. we've got to get the fatty acids and the protein, the amino acids. We need to get all those. So, you know, those are, those are just a few off the top of my head that I know are super, super necessary for proper brain chemistry function. Vitamin C is another one. And, yeah. you know, um, oddly enough, like, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, I'm not low in vitamin C, you know, like I eat an orange every day, but you know, a lot of people are, are deficient in a lot of these mm. nutrients, unfortunately. Yeah. And two other big ones that, that I found as well are zinc, zinc being yes. a big one and magnesium, you know, magnesium yes. is so critical for all the neurons, the mitochondria within all the cells of our body. And so, you know, I always say magnesium is the body, what oil is to a car, you know, the more we're running, right. The more stress we're under, the more we're doing, the more we're depleting that magnesium. And a lot of people, that's probably the one I would say magnesium 
from my clinical experience is one supplement that when people start to take, they notice a difference. A majority of people will notice a difference pretty quickly if they're deficient. It's like, wow, all of a sudden their brain is a little bit more calm, relaxed, less anxiety, better sleep quality, things like that. It's kind of a low hanging fruit, although it's not addressing all the root causes. It is uh, supporting more relaxation, more, more kind of a calming effect in the body and uh, supporting mitochondrial energy production as well. Are you seeing that too? Oh, yes, absolutely. And one of the things that I like to explain to the clients about like how magnesium works is, you know, I'll tell them, well, you know, remember that we are we are an electrochemical machine. So we are both electric and we're chemical and our when we're having nerve impulses all happening in the brain and in the rest of our body, it starts out as a chemical reaction that converts into an electrical impulse and magnesium and calcium both, and sodium, right? All of those play a really big role in the firing of this, you know, or the, you know, from, to be able to go from this chemical reaction to the electrical impulse, these these different nutrients play a really big role. And a lot of us are deficient in these, like the magnesium, like you mentioned. And so, you know, we've got to put the magnesium in so that we don't have misfires. Uh, you know, it's going to prevent the misfires is how I like to explain that to a, to a lot of people. Yeah. That's how it calms your nervous system down. Yeah, that's so good. And what is the correlation that you're seeing with people living in moldy homes, being exposed to mycotoxins and dealing with these kind of mental health disorders? Oh my gosh. Mycotoxins can cause some of the biggest mental health issues that we've seen. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, we have so many stories of people who thought that they were broken. They had been diagnosed with these just horrible, horrible mental health, like things, some really, you know, severe things. Uh, and these people were not functioning and it turned out that it was toxic mold in their body. Mm. Um, so, so with mold, it can cause a lot of problems in your body. It can literally cause everything from type two diabetes to other types of autoimmune issues. It can cause cancer. It can cause a lot of different things. But what a lot of people don't know is how it so adversely and dangerously impacts your brain, your central nervous system. And so one of the ways that it does this is that it, when you get mold in your body, it inhibits or prevents the conversion of dopamine into epinephrine and norepinephrine. And that's a normal sequence that happens in our body. When that happens, we end up with this massive accumulation or buildup of dopamine. And remember what I said earlier, it's not always a deficiency or a lack yeah. of a brain chemical that can make a person have symptoms. They can have too much and it can create a lot of the same symptoms. So these people- Because end up when being, you have too much dopamine, your body yeah. starts to uh, blunt the dopamine receptor, right? Kind of like too much insulin in the body you can develop insulin resistance. And so kind of the same thing here with dopamine. So now you get less yeah. sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, true. And it actually is very toxic to the nervous mm. system. If you get too much it of a drives up inflammation it's, too. It's toxic to the nervous system. Yeah. And then you end up with an epinephrine and norepinephrine deficiency. And right. that can cause a lot of the same symptoms as like a, as, a, as if you were deficient in serotonin. Um, but when you get this buildup, 
Um, this, there's some interesting research on this. The very, very first research I learned on this several years ago was when I went to a Great Plains Labs seminar and I started learning about this issue with dopamine. But um, you know, even though the medical industry says that it's a lack of dopamine that causes park that causes Parkinson's, guess what we've seen? We've seen that it's an it's it's an overabundance of it, and a lot of these people they've got mold in their body that's preventing the conversion. So they get the buildup of dopamine. They start getting symptoms like memory loss, mind racing. And then it, and then the next thing you know, it, it takes them into having tremors. Then they mm -hmm. get diagnosed with Parkinson's. And then their doctors uh, make this assumption that they don't have enough dopamine. So they put them on L-DOPA and then they, then they start progressing with their disease even faster. But the ones that come see us that choose not to do the L-DOPA, instead they choose to detox the mold out of their body. We've seen people get out of their wheelchairs, David. It's just incredible. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so how do people get access to the Brain Body Mastery Program? Um, easy, super, super easy. Um, go to our website, modernholistichealth.com. Uh, you know, register to get our emails whenever we are having a masterclass. Um, you know, learn more. Go to the masterclass. Watch what we're doing. See if that resonates with you. Uh, you can go straight to our website. You can schedule with us. You can just get the emails and know. Or, you know, David, thank you so much for supporting our work. So course, I know yeah. that whenever we have these, you are usually supporting this work for us. And thank you. Yeah, that's right. And it's the brain body restoration mastery program that you'll want to look out for. And what would you say would be the perfect candidate for that program? You know, somebody who has, um, who's tried a lot of things and it hasn't worked. I would say those are the good candidates. Um, the other, yeah. the other good, good candidate is going to be somebody who, um, you know, we are, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach, David. We are the perfect candidate for us is somebody who wants to understand their body. They want to understand how it works and they want to be an active participant in their healing because we're not going to tell you, take this and go home and see me in a month. We're going to start teaching you literally how to be your own doctor. We're going to teach you how to break down all the assessment forms, how to interpret your labs, how to put your protocols together. And if that's not something that you want to do, then we're probably not the right person for you. But if you want to take a very active role in your own healing, um, then we, we are a good fit for you. Yeah. And I think really that's healthcare in the 21st century here. It's all about really mastering your own physiology. And so understanding what you're, what's going on with your labs is a key component of that. Understanding why you may have certain symptoms, you know, and, and why they may come and go and why, you know, certain stressors may impact them. And I know in your program, you got, you're really helping them understand that. And that's going to give them lifelong success, not just kind of a short-term fix. And then they go back to a certain lifestyle or they have more stress. They encounter some sort of trauma later in life, like all of us do at certain points, right? And then they revert back to having symptoms, but instead they'll have the idea of what's actually happening and, um, you know, know where to know where to go and know what to do to help uh, bring their body back into balance. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great, Dr. Elena. So guys, check her out, modernholistichealth.com. Thanks so much for joining us here. Just a wealth of knowledge. Appreciate all the great work that you're doing. And uh, we'll see you soon, Dr. Elena. Be blessed. Thank you, so, thank you so much, Dr. Jockers. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. 
Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.